Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the tree is, is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you here? You we always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary Chiefs tight end Jason Dunn. JD, man, you made uh, you made some big noise on uh, on YouTube yesterday. Uh, really? lot, lots of people, lots of people uh, yeah. chiming in. A uh, new, lot of new subscribers uh, from that video alone of you just... Uh, you know, telling the coaches to have to wake up a little bit, um, among other things too. But um, yeah, we got we got a lot of new uh, new subs, uh, a lot of comments, and um, yeah, uh, say hey, man, you're speaking the truth. That we 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 would do that for three years on the show, but hey, people are finally starting to see it. Yeah, man. It, look, that's what that's what they're gonna get. They're gonna get the truth here, right? And and, and the thing is, I think we're we're really balanced in in our assessment. At least I try to be. I try to get the perspective of of the player. Um, you know, also, you know, for being a coach, uh, but being in the locker room, I, I totally understand exactly what the guys feel, what they've been going through, <clears throat> some of the struggles, and things you just have to deal with. And so, you know, to me, man, this this is important. It's important to, to, to have these conversations and it's important to just, you know, to really get on here and, and, and just voice your opinion. And the thing is, I, you know, I didn't want to come out here. I didn't want to I didn't want it to make it seem like it was it was something that was that was was crazy or terrible, you know? And so I didn't want it to make it seem like the, you know, the sky was falling or, or, or the guys weren't necessarily doing their job. Uh, I think all I was trying to do is reiterate to them that, Hey, you know what? Hey, all you need to do is go in out there and do your job. Make sure your job is done. Don't worry about anybody else. Do your job, job that you have, have signed a contract to do same thing for the coaches and the players. Uh, but more importantly, man, we, we're here just to make sure that we give them the support as well. Okay. So this ain't something to to to, to jump on their they throats about, right? They know fully well because they are professionals what they have been lacking in, what hasn't been working. Uh, but now uh it's there's a push. Now now it's about the push, okay? Now to set yourself up for the playoffs, and this is where it starts to become vital that everything starts working in the way that you want us to start working, okay? And that's what I think I was kind of, in, in at least in my assessment, in my rant, I guess you will say, uh, I was kind of getting to. But I think it was it was important. It was important just to be honest. It's important to, to have some of that honesty about some of the things that's going on, things that are plaguing us, uh, and you can't you can't really deny it. You can't. You just got you, you to look at problems, man. You got to deal with the hip, uh, you know, straightforward, right? So... Yeah, well, evening, and, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Good evening, Kathy. Yeah, one of those things too. Like, um, this is something that I saw because we had a lot of comments on that one clip um, that we talked about. We, you know, talked about the coaches have waking up and having, you know, missing EB, a guy who's kind of a spark plug, will kind of light a fire under everyone's ass. And we're kind of missing that ingredient on the sidelines, and uh, Andy's could probably gonna need to light a fire under his uh, assistant coaching staff's uh, ass, uh, you know, to try to, you know, get get people, you know, going a little bit, get that EB spark. Uh, but one of those things that, like, you know, you brought up, I mean, you brought this up, and a lot of people really haven't been saying this. I mean, yeah, people have been saying, oh, yeah, like, we miss EB, but, like, to actually come out and say it, you know, you weren't you, you weren't talking crap about any specific coach. You were just saying we're kind of – we're just missing that, and we're, like, we're missing that that kind of 
coach where, you know, receiver runs a wrong rally. Like, oh, okay. Well, here, come here, sit right next to me. We can go over this stuff. And we're not really seeing that. And NBC, and NBC cameras, all these cameras, they show receivers come back. They, that seven man rotation we got. We don't really see that, that, uh, that kind of embrace between the assistant coach or the Nagy put his arm around so and so or any kind of fire. And, you know, hopefully, like that video made the rounds and hopefully Matt Nagy, um, you know, hopefully he can, uh, Start to kind of put the put put some guys' feet to the fire a little bit. Uh, well, listen, I you know I, I take a lot from you know the guys we had on a couple of weeks ago in uh, Al Saunders uh, for all that he's done over the years, coaching fifty years in the NFL. Can you believe that fifty years coaching? That's man. I think he said thirty eight maybe in the NFL, but fifty total. It's crazy, uh, crazy, <laughs> incredible, incredible. Uh, and then Larry Kirksey, also too. You were just talking about the development of younger guys. Uh, but, but like you were just talking about, uh, yeah, we, we don't necessarily see that instruction or correction. We don't see it in real time. And so if a guy's coming on the sideline, you know, obviously, the, you know, the cameras are not on the guys on the sideline all the time. Uh, but it is important that you correct a guy right then. The reality is you need to correct guys in practice if it's not going on. You should, the, the game is too late. At that point, man, the hay is in the, in the barn. Right. I mean, you have everything. The game plans put together. So if you make a mistake out there, you got to understand, like, look, we, we got to address this right now while we're not on the same page uh, because it can be costly. It can be costly. So my thing is we. And, and the reality is this. Well, I, I don't know what they're doing in practice. Okay, We're not at their practice. I don't know what they're doing in the meetings. So I'm not in the meeting. But I've been in practices. I have been in meetings. I know fully well how these things work. I understand the conversations that are had in the room. There's only so many things you can do in football. Okay, football comes down to you know catching, tackling, passing. That's what it's going to be. And the X's and O's. And then you get into the intricate parts of what you need to do as far as being a football player out there on the field. Right? Larry Kirksey was saying. You know, being a good coach is you want to put a good product out there on the field. Okay. You're almost the, the players are almost an extension of who you are, they're an extension of your personality, they're an extension of your emotion, they're an extension of you from what you've been teaching them, the toolage that you've been giving them, the instruction that you've been telling them week in and week out in film room, um, you know, it, 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 everything possibly. So, especially in a game. We're seeing guys who may, okay, and I look, and I don't, I don't want to just make it where it's just all about the wide receivers. But if there are things that there are miscues, the guys are missing, why is this continuing to be happening? That's the question. But what I, what I love today about what Andy said in this in this press conference, okay, he was saying, like I had mentioned that they got to do a much better job of putting guys in a position to make plays. They have to. That That's the coach's job. So the, so the coach's job is the direction, right? He's the one that, that, that puts everything together. He's the conductor, puts everybody in the right places and positions to make the plays. And so you you can see that, and he said it. He, he, he knew, especially down there in the red zone, uh, when we decided that Pacheco gets all the way down there on the first series, and all of a sudden we, we pass it on first down. It's first and five. The six-yard line, and we pass it. Or for, you know, first and goal from the six-yard line, and we're passing the football. And, you know, that might not be the best decision. That's not that's, – that's a bad decision. It's a bad decision. So there are other things you could have done to, to help to help out with that. Same thing. Uh when we know that we have tendencies, certain tendencies that we get into, uh, the defense is going to know it. There's plenty of film out there to know what maybe some of our cues are. The DB said he's seen a tale that maybe Patrick did to know that the the the, the little uh, 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 pass out to Sky Moore uh, was going to be that. It was going to be, you know, the out and up route or, you know, if you want to say wide receiver, you know, uh, wheel route. And he read it. So these guys get paid too. And the thing is, in the NFL, you're not really fooling anybody. You're not. You you can you can try to trick them, 
But, so re regarding that whole thing, um, Mahomes actually said he saw what Nixon had said about that and said that was the first time he made that particular check uh, in his time with the Chiefs, which is interesting. Say, say it again. Mahomes said what he when he saw what that cornerback said, he said he said that was the first time he made that particular check in his time with the Chiefs. So what, what do you think about that? It could be. I don't know. Maybe maybe the guy seen something else. And sometimes even even in like formations, you know, you know, in, your, in yourself, maybe watching film like, OK, this is possible. I've seen a run it out of this formation before. And so maybe he just recognized the formation. Maybe that was part of what he, he, he seen. OK, and it could be also too down in distance of thinking this is what they like to do in this in this, you know, in this scenario, in this situation. So. He says that maybe he saw some, maybe he didn't. Pat saying that's the first time he, he made that check. Then yeah, maybe. Uh, but I do know this: uh, whatever it was, uh, the guy made a good play. He's all over it. <laughs> he was all over it. He read. He read it. So, it, does that mean that we're becoming predictable in 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 some of our calls? Possibly. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that is something that the coaches got to get much better at, right? You, you don't want to just go on your tendencies, but you definitely got to do something that you, you know is going to work, okay? And if you know something is working in the game, you want to stick with it. Yeah. And a lot of what working in the game was running the football with Pacheco, all right? Yeah. And then also, too, you know, getting Kelsey more involved in the game, okay? Uh, but it's gonna it, that's going to dictate getting our guys on the outside, doing their job, doing the things that they need to do. Uh, to help open up the offense. Yeah, you're um, you're actually getting at some stuff that um, that we're going to talk about in our first topic tonight, uh, which is actually a question from one of our commenters on the video yesterday. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to get into the preview in this Bills Chiefs game. It's a huge game for both teams, really. We're going to get into all that and why it's so big for us, as well as the Bills. And then, of course, we'll be taking uh, any questions we have from you guys. Um, anybody wants to be on the shows in the live chat right now? Um, just uh, chat away in the message and tell us what your comment, what your question will be for JD, and we'll, we'll send you the link and get you on the show. Um, but we're going to dive in here with our uh, first topic, JD. Um, so, yeah, you kind of hitting at you know, breaking trends and stuff and uh, kind of, you know, going go away from a little bit to kind of surprise the defense. Um, so we've had a lot of people hitting us up on YouTube after your rant um, on the coaching staff needing to wake up and have a little more EB in them. Uh, so we got a question from our guy, Chad, at MWK Shield 1, about our base offense. And his this is what he wrote yesterday in his comment. I would love to hear you two's opinion on this. I think KC starters that should see the majority of reps should be Kelsey, Pacheco, Rice, Gray, and Watson. Cycle in Tony here and there to keep defenses honest. My reasoning behind this is not only are those clearly your best players right now on offense, but the run game is really what is carrying KC and having the ability to have two tight ends in there that are threats to catch the football and be better blockers than a Sky Moore or MVS would bolster the run game even more. I'd love to hear what Jason has to say about a two tight end set with this offense being the base offense since he was a staple in a two tight end offense that was a run first team. JD, what do you think about uh, about this whole comment? What do you think about kind of changing and becoming a kind of adapting to what we are doing best in this year as being a run first team? What do you think about that? And do you think that will ever happen with uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes combination? You're talking about the two tight end set? Uh, well, he's talking about changing our base offense to more of that. More, more two tight end set? Uh, you know what? I, I think the way that they're bringing the two tight end set in, I think they're doing a pretty decent job with 12 personnel and 13 personnel when they need to. I do believe that we do need to do more of it. Uh, because Noah Gray is a very capable receiver the game. Uh, and I think he needs to get more looks. Um, you know, I, I don't think you could really question, you know, his work ethic, how hard he puts into the game, him actually getting open and catching balls. Uh, he's been a guy that's been surprising for us, actually uh, making plays. He's been making a lot of plays, scored a touchdown for us last week. And so I love the two tight end sets. And the, and the reason I love the two tight end sets is because you don't know what they're going to do at it. When you got that second guy who's a capable receiver, you could throw the ball to him, right? You could you could uh, uh, widen Kelsey out wide if you wanted to, okay? You could split him out there at wide. Let him be a wide receiver, okay? 
Get him one-on-one with a corner. All right? If a corner's going to get on him, let Kelsey big body him up. Right? I'll take Kelsey all day to win that to win that route. Uh, but you could the thing is because our running game is very effective. Uh, I love it because we can run the ball with Pacheco. We could put it, uh, we could motion that second tight end to the backfield, or we could just put him on a lot of scrimmage. We could run counter with it. What our counter is running is it, really, it's really good right now. Our counter game is really good. It's very effective. Um, but our guys can do, and, and we got very athletic tight ends that can block. Travis is doing a hell of a job blocking right now. Noah's doing a good job of sticking his, his, his nose in, in, in there to go hit guys in the mouth. So I love 12 personnel. I really love it. And especially in the red zone, we definitely got to do more of it. We definitely got to do more of it. And I think if, 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 at times if we struggle just out there in, in midfield, bring it in. Bring it in. Right? So I do love t- uh, a 12 personnel. Now, I, I wouldn't say that that will be our base offense. I don't think we'll do that. Uh, and I don't think we necessarily have to go to that. I think we have uh, enough capable wide receivers to get these things done. And I will just go ahead and reiterate to this. We have talented guys. Okay. I'm not going to sit there and act like we don't have talented wide receivers because we do. All right. It's getting them guys involved is the problem. That's the question. One of the questions we have, we were talking about, and he named it was Kadarius Tony. What's the deal? What's, what, what are we going to do to get Kadarius Tony involved in the game? Okay. As opposed to lining him up in the backfield and doing uh, uh, jet sweeps with the guy, maybe throwing a little wide receiver screen uh, every blue moon with him. We were talking about this guy coming in and being a number one wide receiver, right? At the very beginning of the season, kept saying, oh, he's going to be the number one wide receiver. We don't need to go out and get anybody else. Kadarius Tony is going to be the guy, right? And I bought it. We all bought it, okay? I'm like, cool. You know what? I think he's capable. Now, uh, is he going to be the number one to get you 80, 90 balls a year? No, probably not. But could he get you 50? Absolutely he could. Definitely, 60. Especially with the way our office works. You know, we know Travis is going to be the number one guy, you know, receiver. In our in our in the offense, so Kadarius Tony, everybody else around him, cool. That, that would have worked for us. But the problem it's go to see when you start looking at it. Well, now the first few games of the, of the season, our number one receiver was Justin Watson. Now look, I, hey, if a guy's going after the ball, I got no problem with a guy going after the ball. I don't. Right, that's what he's supposed to do. Matter of fact, hats off to Justin Watson. To go on to showing up because everybody else wasn't. That's showing me he got some dog in him. That's a guy who who got cut and released from Tampa Bay, right? Didn't make their squad. Comes to Kansas City and he he comes and solidifies, solidifies himself as a number one for the first few weeks, right? Bravo, good job, Justin Watson. Okay, right. Where's all the other guys at? So we we gave guys some amount of grace to get better because it is a process. I get that. I understand it. I know it fully well because I played. But then, Kadarius Tony, like you said, we had him in the first game, and then all of a sudden he just disappears. Really, no explanation. None. I mean, then everybody's speculating: Are we going to save him for the playoffs? And I'm like, why? Why are we going to save him for the playoffs? For what? We need to start winning games right now. We need to get him established right now. Doing things now. If you're afraid that he's gonna, he's brittle like a crack like an egg. Okay, all right, that might be one of your concerns. But uh, don't don't sit there and 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 do us like that, and then all of a sudden, you know, other guys are coming in and not getting not getting the looks. You know, it just doesn't seem like the offense is what it was supposed to be, what we expected it to be, and so. Rasheed Rice comes in. He starts showing up. Okay. And I'm naming all the guys that, that, you know, the question comes in. He named Rasheed Rice, a rookie, comes in, gets the line, you know, gets the uh, the offense down, starts to make plays. Very promising. Absolutely love Rasheed Rice, what he's doing, right? But he's still developing. We still see the inexperience in Rasheed Rice. I talked about this last week. He needs a, you know, he, he definitely needs to secure the football better than what he has been doing. 
those two things, like he was just a little a second away from losing those two two fumbles. That's inexperience. And so a young guy, you don't want to necessarily put that all on his shoulders. You don't want to, especially if we got bets in the room that you that we said by all you know counts and measures, the other guys are going to be the guy. She Rice is coming in and he's going to learn a lot from these guys. Hope so be it. Well, Rasheed Rice is doing a good job, still inexperienced. We have been waiting for everybody else to show up, right? Sky Moore. I think Sky Moore, this is my personal opinion, okay? I like Sky Moore as a receiver. I do believe Sky Moore is going to take a little bit more time than, than everybody else to develop. But Sky Moore can help us in a game, in the slot, getting open in space, things that he's good at. Okay, we put him on the jet sweep. That might not be one of his strong suits. Okay, he's better, you know, running man, you know, kind of getting more nifty, you know, getting against guys, double double move guys in the inside. Okay, smaller guy, he could get in those little windows, right? Uh, and so we put Sky Moore, they put him on the outside, but we ain't running any routes on the outside for Sky Moore, anything that we're doing, I mean, right? We haven't been doing anything with that. No. So, I, our, I love 12 personnel. Going back to it, I love 12 personnel because Travis has been doing it. He's just been, he's been killing it. But he's getting been doubled and triple team, right? Always oh, slowing down. No, he's not slowing down. He's over getting beat up. He's getting tripled and double team. That's what's happening with Travis, okay? Heck, you slow down too. We had to fight two or three guys off each and every play. <laughs> Shoot, it take a lot out of you as well. So, I do like that 12 personnel. I like Darius Tony. We got to get him involved. I do like uh, Justin Watson. Uh, and I do like Rasheed Rice. Okay. Those going to be the guy. Those going to be the guy. Okay. And all those guys, they block. All those guys block. Scott Moore comes in. He blocks too. Right. Scott Moore comes in. He blocks too. I heard Andy say today that, you know, this growth for MVS. You know, it's a difficult time. And and, and and guys have been there before, you know. Playing in the NFL, sometimes you have these slumps or whatever, like things are not going right for you. And you're just trying to figure everything out. Uh, he's got to have the patience, man, to get better. But while he's getting and developing, getting better, uh, there's other guys that's striving. Those guys got to get out there and play, man. Those guys got to get out there and play. So I like the question. I do. I like the question. There's, there's a lot of questions there, man. Going forward, what we need to do, we need to lean on those guys that you talked about uh, as being a staple on offense, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting because, I mean, we're talking about playing on strengths. We're week 14 here, and our offense has been very, very inconsistent. But the one of the, one of the few things that has been consistent when we do commit to the run is the run game. And, that, and that's also something, too, it's like, it's only taken about like up until about six weeks ago. We actually started to finally, or not, not even six weeks ago, probably a couple of weeks ago. We finally started to commit to the run a little bit more. Um, there was a couple of games where there was like no, no, like one run in the first quarter or first half, and then uh, then come out in the second half. We adjusted, but yeah, it's, it's it's interesting take at least for this year because you know I know everyone's gonna say, oh, oh you say yeah, Patrick Mahomes is a game manager. Is, is that what we're really getting him to? No, we're not. But we're saying this team's strength right now is the run game. So let's. Let's play complimentary football for the run game. So let the run game be the focal point. And then, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a really good point um, by uh, by Chad with the question. I do too. It's very very much so. Very much so. Because with this team, you know, you never know. As far as next year wise, if we do retool offensively, as far as the the skill players, yeah, at that point, sure, you know, then we can go back to what we were, you know, what we were doing the, the past years. But this year, if, it, if the run game looks like our, our something we can lean on, then why not? And then, Look, man. Look, we Checo had 18 rushes for a hundred and some yards last week, and I said this. I said, you know, the more you give him the football, the better off he's going to be. And when we've seen this all year, that's what he that's what he has been. And that's what he's been giving us. And also, also too, I said this helps out the offensive line and they're blocking. You know, they hate just going back, retreating all the time, and their pass sets. Hey, now look. O-line, they love to just absolutely hit things, 
Okay. I think they love hitting things coming off the football going forward than they do going, coming back, right? They hate catching. They want to hit. And Andy and those guys, Nagy, whoever's making the calls, uh, they got to give the offensive line that. I remember Andy said that what, a, a couple weeks ago. He was like, man, I owe the offensive line one. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Come on, Andy. You, you play the offensive line, man. You know how it is. He knows what it's like. <laughs> Let the big guys go eat, man. Let them suckers go hunt, man, to go eat, all right? Let them go gnaw on a couple of legs and hit somebody in the gut, you know, catch a couple of guys and, and, and club them, you know, in the neck, all right? We got some rough customers up front, man, I, and I love every bit of it. I love every bit of it. You got a comment here from Earl Negretti. I think they should apply some no-huddle plays and let Mahomes have involvement in play calling or audibles. Do, do, do you think he, do, based on what you're seeing from your eye test, JD, do, do you think there's a, enough of this going on? Does Mahomes have, I mean, is he getting his, I mean, is he doing a lot of audibling? Is he doing a lot of stuff? I mean, as far as the plays that are called in, is he audibling out and doing a lot of his own stuff? I'm sure he could, he could probably do some check with knees. That's probably where they're doing some RPOs, of course. Uh, play common audibles. Well, Definitely. I'm sure. I'm sure he has. He has that ability to do it, and if he doesn't, he should. Uh, the only thing about that is, uh, because what he sees, what they're seeing upstairs, uh, may be a little bit different, you know, for him. Uh, and it, it may take because we do a whole lot of motion, and we do a whole lot of like the, you know, shifting. Uh, there's a lot of changing in that, right? There's a lot of changing, and, and you don't want to become vanilla. You don't want to just constantly just put it in him just to make. Make a call. Uh, so I, I like the dynamics because the brilliance of what we need to see from our office coordinator is saying, hey, listen, uh, I'm going to call this play. Here's your options on this play. You know you have, here's your first read, second read, and third. Okay? If you don't like it, you can check out of it. And he has I'm, he has that luxury to do it. Uh you don't want to open up the whole playbook and have him call something, you know, just out of the realm, like a whole different formation. All, you know, guys know you like you. You have certain calls you can make, okay, in your audibles. All right, you have a list of audibles that you know you can go to at any time, and I know he does have that. Uh, so, I, I do I do like that the no huddle place. The question is, uh, what you get stuck with it is, is the personnel, and that's what that that's what the problem is, Earl. Sometimes you got personnel in there that may not be to your liking to run particular plays, right? Especially against a defense. So, but I do know he has that 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 luxury to call some audibles at the at the line. Good question. Um, I agree to take some pressure off wide receiver for now. I mean, yeah. I mean, what, what do you think about that that element of of kind of being more? prone to the run as far as far as doing that um and you know kind of going back to the question being more of a run first team and taking some of the pressure off some of these young guys i think you have to do it i think i think you absolutely have to do it matter of fact we know the run and i keep saying this over and over again okay the run opens up the pass the run opens up the pass i know it they know it everybody knows that okay Problem is, I guess we just decide we ain't gonna do it. We do what we do well, right? It's like, ah, well, we we just gonna make sure we we stick uh, with what we gonna we gonna do. Yeah. Ain't, no, ain't no problem with that. But hey, look, but also too, you need to understand, man. Hey, if our strong suit is that guy number ten back there, who's got all the juice and the energy, who can't wait to go out there and, and, and hit somebody and, and run through a couple holes and get up swinging and do all his little thing. Hey, we gotta ride the back of that guy. That's our that's that's dude right there. That's our dude right there. And so everybody plays off of that. Everybody can look, everybody will benefit off a great running game. Okay. When you start looking at teams that's gonna go deep in the playoffs, they're gonna have to have an effective runner. I'm telling you. Even if you go up in a let's just say you go up, you know, third or fourth quarter, okay, you need to have a four-minute offense to keep keep the ball in your hand, and that takes an effective running game. Right, you don't have an effective running game, then you got to throw the ball, then you stop the clock. Right, so you can go into all these different scenarios, but why not establish a good running game and get that first? We know we have it, but that would that would that would do wonders for the wide receivers. Wonders, 
Heck, the old line will take you out probably for steaks and burgers. You do that. Ain't bad at all. <laughs> man, come on, man. I, look, I, I just, I, especially if something like that is working. Okay. Now, look, if they start giving us eight in the box, which they're not, then that's that'd be different. But then you can run, you can throw out a 12 personnel. Then damn, you could, you could throw out a 12 personnel on that. You get eight in the box because we're mm-hmm. capable guys. That's why I like 12 personnel. I love that. But yeah, man, right now what we're seeing is they're dropping seven in coverage, sometimes eight, and they're rushing four. And that's what's making it murky for, for Patrick getting the ball off, okay? Finding the windows and the holes. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. A couple years ago, when we went that whole snafu and they did the whole cover two stuff. We were refusing to run the ball at that, at that time. We, we just weren't running the ball. We were still trying to force the you know, the vertical passing game. Now, I mean, we actually have a competent run game that can be very lethal if we kind of commit to it, as as we've shown in recent weeks. Well, look, we we even had Ceh that came in and, and and gotten a little a little taste of it. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's good. That's good. So that means it, it, everybody's coming in and winning. Everybody's coming in and winning on the running game. Okay. If that's our strong suit, then we need to stick with it. We do we need to do more of that, right? I'm not saying we just turn into a run heavy team. Mm. I'm just saying we need to do more of it. Yeah. More of that balance of running the football and the pass. Okay. Because they're symbiotic and they work together. They work together. Yeah. Green Bay. Hey man, Green Bay last week did it masterfully. Like I said, they had they had our they had our linebackers running and chasing cars all day, okay, with the play action. That's what it does. It opens up everything like that up. Yeah, and Dylan's one of those physical runners too. And when you get you get that guy going, woo wee, man, it's tough, man. He's sure. that guy's a unit. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so uh, moving on to uh like this game coming up. So obviously it's another chapter. It's the uh, chapter six in the Mahomes Josh Allen. Um, uh, meets. I mean, it's just, it's you know it's 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 interesting one this year because it's a we're we're kind of getting a little bit of playoff football in a way, uh, survival mode for the Buffalo Bills. Um, I mean, this is pretty much. I, I don't say I'm not, I'm not gonna write them off because AFC is kind of wide open right now as far as top to bottom. But they lose this game, they go to drop the seven wins or seven losses on the season. So this is kind of like playoff survival kind of mode for these guys. Whereas on the other end, we're fighting for to show a bit of life on on the offense. Um, whereas you know a lot of people are doubting us, and this isn't this isn't the year for the Chiefs. Uh, we we're having comments. Uh, I just saw a comment uh, on here of a Chiefs fan just th- uh, throwing the talent on this year. So yeah, a lot of people are writing us off, and um, it's kind of a game this week as far as will the Chiefs kind of show some life on offense, and will Buffalo kind of extend their life this season in winning this game? Seven and six, and six and seven. Are, very different um, yes. as far as, you know, and you, you know how that goes. But, um, J.D., when you see what, what's going on, uh, what's, what's at stake here for Buffalo and what's at stake here for the Chiefs um, this this weekend, at least as far as the seeding in the playoffs for us and then them just trying to get in the playoffs, where do you um, – who do you think needs this game more this week between Buffalo and Kansas City? <laughs> who needs it more? Who needs it more, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I mean, the Bills definitely need it more. They need it more than anything else. I mean, they, they, they're playing for just to shoot. I mean, they, they get when once you start firing coaches, uh, you, you're in a bad way. So uh they, they definitely need it more because they're looking to try to salvage their season, whatever they can, whatever they possibly can, they're looking to try to do that now against Kansas City. So we know we're gonna get their best. We already know that. But the Chiefs without a doubt, needed to. They're, they're just as, as, as I would say, I'm not saying desperation, but it's just as important to the Chiefs as well to win this game. One, because it's an AFC game, for one, okay? Because you're trying to establish steel in the hunt, trying to get the number one seed. If everything works out, you look for other teams to lose, right? Home field advantage, all those different things. But this this will, without a doubt, and I don't think it's even all about that. But this will establish to people, let them still know, like, look, the Chiefs are still serious. People are doubting us. 
they are doubtless on this. And guess what? I don't like it. I don't. I don't like people saying, "Well, what are the Chiefs being in this?" Look, and, and I, I've heard some, some some wonderful guys, commenters, and stuff who still don't doubt the Chiefs. And you will be a fool too to do that. You'll be a fool to doubt the Chiefs, honestly, because the issues that they have, right? Okay, are fixable. The penalties, they're fixable, right? The drop passes, they're fixable. We're talking about the fumbles. Those things are fixable. The turnovers are fixable. So these are things that you have to go back to, focus, concentrate, and make sure these aren't going to be the things that beat you. And I've seen in one of the comments, it's always us beating ourselves. It's, it's not, I don't ever see it looking at like another team's doing something to us. It's us beating ourselves. I, the only game that I say that we that we lost was probably the Broncos. That's the game we lost. We lost that game. Okay. We weren't ready, we weren't prepared. You know, guys have blues, whatever. No, no excuse for that whatsoever, right? But they were hungry. It was a hungry team. The Bills are hungry. They they know their backs are against the wall. They know this. They for them, they lose this game, their season's over. They, they might as well get ready to just, you know, hey. Where are we going to vacation after after this thing is done? They need to start making their flight plans uh, after you have the exit meeting uh, after this game is over, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I, I do believe the Chiefs are going to beat them. I do I do believe that, but you just can't let these guys you can't let them hang around, and you can't let them start getting hot. Now you know Josh Allen's going to do everything possible to try to will his team to win. He's going to try to do it all, right? Diggs is Diggs. We know we're going to get with him. Davis and all those. Kincaid, we know what we're going to have for those guys. I think our defense is up to the challenge. Uh, they've been up to the challenge. I think this is a great game for them to get ready for the playoffs uh, because this is one of the better teams in the NFL. They're, they're, obviously, their record doesn't reflect that, right? I mean, they, they lost to the Jets. They lost to the Patriots. You know, and so those, those are two two games uh, that they probably shouldn't have lost. They lost to the Eagles, which they probably shouldn't have lost that game either. Wow. So we we know it's going to be a very – and Sean McDermott does a good job. I like Sean. I had Sean when I was up in Philadelphia. Andy knows Sean real well. They know each other real well. So it's going to be a good game, man, on Sunday. It's going to be a really, really good game. Uh so I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see our progression of what we've been talking about. And hopefully it comes to fruition, right? Hopefully it just, it's now it's just not, you know, a mouthpiece, okay? And, uh, you know, just that, that talk. Hope we put it into action, man. I know these guys are ready. I know these guys are ready. And I know they've been working to try to do that, all right? Uh, just got to be patient with it, man. Heck, and then when I'm telling everybody this, I'm telling myself, you know, the patience, but make no mistake about it. Uh, it's time to go to work. There's no more playtime. It's time to go to work, right? We we have a chance to wheel our own future right now, okay? Put it all in our hands. We got the guys to do it. But we, we don't we don't want to get behind a ball anymore than what we need to, all right? We don't. I think this is going to probably be our toughest contest for the rest of the year, the rest of the regular season is the Bills. Uh, and we'll, 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 we're going to put it to them. We're, gonna, we're definitely going to put it to them. So run the football effectively, same thing. Got to run the football effectively. But go ahead. And also got to stop the run too. So, I mean, stop the run, then you kind of make them one-dimensional. And that's that's kind of the issue we've been having on defense for the last few weeks is with the, even with the beginning of that Raiders game when it was kind of so close when they took the lead, they were getting Jacobs going. Last week they got um, AJ Dillon going. When we played against Denver, Javante Williams got going. And also too, that's that's one thing that I think bodes well for us. We have a very difficult time with like kind of the bruiser type running backs, whereas yeah. Buffalo's got James Cook, not so much of a bruiser. That's more of a burner. Um, so a, a, little, a little little bit different. Then you got more of that the, the smash types. You got the dash types. He's more of the dash type. Um, and I, I think we'll I think we'll be able to bottle him up. Just obviously got to be 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 ready for the home run plays. 
Uh, but yeah, that's not a guy who's going to kind of gash you three, four yards. No tough, no tough yards there with with, uh, with James Cook. So I think that bodes well for us. Uh, also, another stat I was looking at. So Buffalo obviously needs to win this game, six and seven, seven six. Otherwise, they're looking at Maui trips if they lose this game, which obviously we want to we want to make sure we do that for them. But yeah, uh, Sean McDermott six and zero uh, off the bye week. He's uh, following the Andy Reid model off the bye week, uh, being very prepped uh, prepped. After the bye week, so yeah, he's got a chance to go seven and zero against us this weekend. After the bye week in his uh, tenure, uh, um, so that's that's a stat. I know it's one of those meaningless stats, but you know it's a stat nonetheless. Yeah, God, but look, it's hey man, it's the NFL. You said the same thing about Andy. Then all of a sudden, Andy get, we get beat. Yeah. So my thing is this: if you decide to show up and play football, all right, you're gonna be okay, right? Same thing. Eliminate the penalties. Do the things you need to do to win the football game. You just got to do enough to win. So that is, you know, getting rid of the mistakes, getting rid of the mistakes. Uh, but I, I just kind of talked about the running game. I, I think Lions got to do a much better job, okay, holding up. We get Bolton back this week. That's a wonderful thing. That's a beautiful thing to see. He's going to be back. So that's going to help out a whole lot against that running game. Uh, but we got to get pressure on Josh Allen. We got to get him down because they got capable wide receivers. They got a great tight end in, in Kincaid. Uh not still is, is not still playing. No, he's hurt. He's out. Oh, I forgot. Uh, King King. But, yeah, but but the thing is, if we if we stop the run, now we know we just got to get pressure on Josh. That's it. And you can't got to keep him under pocket. Get the tackles. Uh, do what you can. But we got we got to go up against those wide receivers. We know where. We know where that that's that's where their strength lies. Okay. Throwing a football, wide receivers, Josh Allen, okay, all in that order. To me, they're not as as productive in the running game, okay. Not saying that they can't run, uh, but we do need to bottle those guys up. One thing that because they kind of went on a whole spell of not being able to score points for a little while. They had they had they had some big it's a big parts of the season in the beginning of the season where they scored like thirty eight against the Raiders, forty eight against the Dolphins. And then they kind of went on this little spell again uh, when they lost the Patriots, you know, scoring 25. They had a, that, that back and forth, that ugly Thursday night game with the, the Bills or the Buccaneers uh, when they won 24-18. They squeezed away a win at the end. Uh, then losing the Broncos 24-22. But the last two weeks, yeah, one one in the last two weeks, but last two weeks they've combined for scoring 69 points for the last two weeks before the bye week, obviously. Um, is that something that, that kind of scares you. That I mean, that because that's one thing. Josh Allen, pro. I mean, he's a, he's a badass Pro Bowl quarterback. Um, I mean, he could score with the best of them. I mean, he he could, he could chuck it, but also he's also a, a guy who you know can be careless at times with the ball too. So that's also something too. That's stop the run, make Josh Allen do Josh Allen type things. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he well, first off, nothing scares me, Marcus. Okay, nothing scares me at all. All right. <laughs> Let's, let's get that. Let's get that down. Okay. First and foremost, all right. Take it all off, baby. This is what we do. All right. And, and look, I, I don't think our guys going to blink either. Uh, I think that's what you do with this. You, you got to create pressure uh, because he is a little, you know, he's, he's a little reckless with the football. We know that. And he puts the ball out there when he starts running. And he's long, and, he, and so my thing would 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 be if I'm Spags, I'm telling defensive ends and everybody like, listen, you get a chance. The block to, to tackle Josh Allen, strip at that ball first. When you're breaking him down, strip at the ball. Okay. He likes trying to, you know, come out of tackles, but while he's doing that, pull at that arm, strip at that ball, whatever you need to do to bring him down. That's what it has to be. So uh I'm 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 expecting Spags to dial some things up, bring some pressure. Uh, because now you got you got your guy back in the middle, voting to do it. Okay. Call some some defenses, and, and and we were kind of talking about this, uh, you know, in our text feed with you know some of the players uh, that because of last week, you know, Cochran coming in, we might have been limited in in some of the blitzing last week against uh, against Jordan Love, and we didn't quite see as much as that second half. We we just didn't. Uh, but it takes guys being in the right position to make those calls and trusting everybody's going to be where they need to be. Uh, I don't think we'll have to worry about that with, with uh, what's the name of the there at all, though. Okay. Uh, with uh, with Bolton in. Yeah. But now, what, let me ask you. So I know that, you know, we talk about scoring points. Okay. These last couple of games. 
right? But then, you know, we, if we're looking at it, okay, we're looking at it. So the Eagles, which I think, you know, at the time, you know, they had some holes in their defense, okay? Uh, and the Jets, you know, the Jets, and uh, you know, kind of what they are. They, I mean, they're just trying to hold on for dear life. I know. Trying to hold on for dear life. The coaching staff trying to hold on for dear life, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> Uh, you know that that's that's the thing, that's the thing. So I think I think if we if we like I said if we get some pressure on on Josh Allen, get in his face, uh, really challenge the wide receivers, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. So seen uh, Mike Brennan. Um, any update on Tranquil? Yeah, the up, latest update on Tranquil is in concussion protocol. Uh, he did not practice today, so I, I usually what game. usually a guy, yeah, usually guys get the in, in protocol on the following week. They do not play the the next week, so um, I don't see him playing this week at all. Oh, uh, he he, like when you see him, man, he was woozy. Like he that's that what that's a significant concussion. So I, I doubt if they'd be able to clear him enough for the game. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even want to, especially the way that they was walking him off. Uh, he's going to need a, a week, if not two, shoot, to be honest with you. So that was, that was all a, AJ Dillon's knee, man. I tell you, man, I mean, wham, that's almost like a, a daggone tree trunk hitting you right there on the side of the temple, on the side of the head. Did you see, um, this is all, all over off topic here. Um, the, the Hayden Hurst, you see his whole, his whole thing. No, what it was, so what's going on with him? Uh, so, uh, tight end for those of you that's a tight end for the Carolina Panthers. His dad, um, his dad tweeted uh, an hour, uh, a little bit, a little while ago. So, um, so he's been out for a little while um, since November 9th, almost a month. Um, so, uh, pa- Panthers uh, tight end Hayden Hurst's father, Jerry Hurst, tweeted that his son has been diagnosed with post-traumatic amnesia by an independent neurologist from the hit that he took in Chicago on November 9th. "Quote slow recovery. Don't know when he'll be back," is what his dad tweeted. Oh wow! Have you ever heard of something like that before, as far as a, a head a head injury? I have not. Post traumatic uh, amnesia. So yeah. I guess you know, I mean we amnesia. Obviously, uh, we just have to say after that, like you said, after he hit in Chicago. So it's just like he's probably just like missing certain things, you know, memories and whatnot. It's like I don't, like I don't get like what's going on. That's a shame, man. But it, hey. That's why. That's why. You know, I, I never want to disrespect guys for playing the game. Okay, I know we can get upset about, you know, maybe things not working. You know, we we you don't like sometimes we don't see things out on the field, but we need to realize and understand, man, that these guys are putting their lives on the line. Okay, uh, and you know, have some respect for it for sure. You know, uh, yeah, definitely prayers for it. Seriously, man, it's a tight end, man. I, I like Hayden Hurst a lot. He's one of the guys that I, I think is very athletic, a good tight end. Uh, but yeah, man, definitely prayers for Hayden Hurst. Uh, and so hopefully he makes a speedy recovery and whatever this is. Hopefully, you know, he's, and I know he's probably getting all the the best care that he possibly is, you know, to help him out with this process. Yeah, um, that's man. Wow, now, I never heard anything like that, man. This real, this real deal out here, Marcus. This this oh. man, real deal. And so I'm. You know what? I'm I'm thankful. You know, as much as I see it, because I'm, I'm seeing it more on the field when guys stumble. We see Stroud. You see when uh, when Stroud kind of got up. You, you see him get hit, and he was he was yeah. like, and they pulled him up. He was no, no, was no. And ref was like, no, you are going out right now. And yes, take your butt to the sideline. Like the game will be here. It's gonna be here, right? Go and get checked out first before anything else happens to you. Okay. We've seen that it was unfortunate watching Tua when he went through it, you know. Uh, Twice. Yeah. Shoot. It's, it's, for me, it's, a, it's always like it's, – it's obviously unfortunate for anybody who gets a concussion, especially when you see it so visibly. I It's always the worst, though. It's when it's when it's like a guy who's like a fifth-round pick, sixth-round pick, undrafted guy who gets a concussion, tries to get up and tries to play it off because they don't know – if that job will be there when they get back from it. And that's why when people talk about like, oh, you know, team-friendly deals, this kind of stuff, teams have no loyalty to players. And that's why at the end of the day, when we talk about these contract stuff, yes, I want the Chiefs to get the best deals with guys, and I want this team to be, you know, 
full filled with all types of talent at the great price and stuff. But like at the end of the day, players got to do what's right for them because at the end of the day, the teams are doing what's right for, for themselves. So if a fifth round pick gets a concussion during a game and he has to get come out because he's in protocol, and even though he wants to go back on the field and he's fine, but he gets a concussion and he's got to be out. That job may not be there when he comes back because the teams have no loyalty to him because he's a fifth round pick or undrafted guy. And like, that's, that's when I get like very like, you know, kind of upset when I see that stuff. Cause like that guy, you know, like that guy, that job may not be here when he comes back from that injury. And that's why he's so pissed off on the sideline. I hear you, man. But you know, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. hundred percent. So, you know, we, you know, we got to be able to protect these guys as much as possible. You know, and I'm yep. glad the NFL is doing a lot more of that, a lot more of that, especially when I see, you know, guys and friends like that suffer from the remnants of playing football. Okay. So uh, I get it. I get, I get every bit of it. And so it's like, Hey man, I get, you want the, you want the opportunity and you are a fifth round pick and they're not beholden to you anyway. But that's why I support that the NFL takes care of guys, especially when they're out there right now and, and you know, what they're giving up. Yeah. Uh, put in jeopardy. Uh, it's, we're talking about livelihood their lives. Uh, so that's why, that's why I, I never want to be too hard on guys. Okay, he's real. He's real men. He's real people out here. So, you know, I, I would worry, you know, about your family if something happened to you. Like, I would want everybody to worry about, you know, football players out here as well, right? 100%. Oh, well, you get paid a whole lot of money, yeah. But shoot, these guys don't get paid a whole lot of money, but they put themselves on the line too. Okay, they love what they do. You know, I get that. That's what the market is. You know, it's what they say. Guys should get paid. I got no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, you know. End of the day, man, if you ain't got your health, man, it, it don't matter. None of it matters. Nope. 100%. Um, so, yeah, I wish um, Hayden Hurst and his family, uh, I wish Hayden Hurst had a speedy recovery and um, hopefully he can get back to a plane and hopefully he can get everything uh, like sorted out with whatever. I mean, I've never, I've never heard this thing. When I saw that, it was a like post traumatic amnesia. I was like, oh, it's interesting. Yeah. 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 Man. But uh, we're going to end the show right now with our game picks. So uh, Chiefs hosting Buffalo on 425 on Sunday. We're at 425 on Sunday. Chiefs are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And the over-under for the total points this game is 48-and-a-half, which is a significant jump from some of our past games. Last few games, our, our total points have been very low. So this leads me to believe that they think we're going to have a pretty good offensive game or score a lot of points at least. So, J.D., who do you have uh, in this uh the sixth installment of Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so I do believe this is going to be somewhat of a high scoring game. Uh, you said 48 and a half. Yeah. 48 and a half is the total points for this one. Okay. Uh, I, I got a score going 31 to 24. That's what I'm looking at. 31, 24. All right, in favor of the Chiefs. And the good thing is, I, I've seen, I do see some good things out there on the offense. I do. I, I, I do see some, some plays that are promising. Okay. Now we got to work on consistency. Now we got to keep, you know, harping accountability. Now we got to keep looking in guys' eyes and saying, are oh, you bought in all the way? Okay. To make sure we're going where we need to go. And everybody is on the same page and understands what is required of you. Okay. So that's why I got 31 to 24. The thing is, man, we we sustained some drives last week. We sustained some good drives. We just didn't score. <laughs> we just didn't score. I think it's going to be a similar game for us this week. And we need to capitalize when we are down there in the red zone. And I think we will. Uh, the Bills are one of those teams that, you know, they'll get into spurts. They can score, you know, quick, quickly. Matter of fact, I think they're better when they're doing the, the hurry-up offense, to be honest with you, yeah. than anything else. Uh, and I think that's probably what they're trying to – they'll probably get into that, maybe start scoring some points. Uh, but they don't eat up a whole lot of the clock. They don't eat a whole lot of the clock. Up. So uh, so that's what my, my score is, 31-24. my uh, – that is where I'm at with it. Boyd Lockhart, 38-24. I love it. I love it, Boyd. I love it. You like it. 
2024. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, this is, this is a tough one. Um, I do think we're going to win. This is obviously Buffalo Bills fans who may watch the show. They, they were biased, right? I just think the line has us winning this game. I mean, two and a half points at home. We, you know, got rocked on some, not rock, but, you know, we lost by what, eight points on a Sunday against the, the Packers. And we just haven't looked the best for the last few games. And, and I also too, I think the, the fact that at Buffalo, this is pretty much a playoff game for them for the fact they have to win this game. I thought this would play out more so in the spread, and I thought they would give that more to Buffalo. But since they didn't, and we're at two and a half points, I think the betting public is going to be riding Buffalo big time this week. And I'm a big fan of not betting with everybody else. I'll, I'll bet with a small percentage. We'll be betting with Kansas City. I think we win 27-24. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'll be slightly over the um, the total points there. But I think we cover the two and a half points. I uh, think it's going to be – yeah, 27-24 is high scoring if you look at some of our games we've had. So, yeah, it's more on the high scoring end. But I think we see a little bit of the offense opening up again. I think we'll see a little bit of what we saw in that um, in that Raiders game a little bit. It's going to be a balanced approach. I don't say we lean one way on the pass or the run. I just think it's a balanced approach, much like we saw in that, uh, that Raiders game. Yeah. So. You know, and me too. So I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking at the scores, man. Of, uh, you know, who they had. So you really only had, you know, over twenty, over twenty points. You need twenty-one or more. So you only had one, two, three teams. Three teams score over twenty-one points against the Bills. Uh, one of them being the Broncos. We got a much better offense than the Broncos. Eagles is another one. Got a good offense. And the third team was the Patriots. So uh if we run the we run the football with Pacheco effectively, which opened up the pass. I, I could see Travis Kelsey having a big game. I could see Rasheed Rice having a big game. And I could see hopefully I think Darius Connor is gonna have at least four catches. That's what I'm looking for. At least four catches. I think I think MBS and Sky will give us probably a couple catches too. Uh, but I, th- I think if you've been stressing to this wide receiver group and the guys that's catching the football, that they got to do a much better job. You got to be better. I'm looking for the professionalism. I'm looking for that grit and that dog in these guys starting to come out now. Okay. And it needs to start popping and coming out at the right time. I think this is probably the right time when these things starting to do it. All right. Uh, Mike Brennan says, I'm embracing the Marty Ball theme. My boys have been playing 24 20 Chiefs. I like it. I like it. I I, I don't think we, we get away from who we are, though. I I, I think we'll, we'll run the football and then we're going to pass a lot, too. Right. Because why? Because we're the Chiefs and it's Andy. So that's the reason. But I do believe we're going to run a whole lot more than what we have been running. Okay. It's going to be it's going to be uh, 41 and sunny on uh Sunday in Kansas oh, City. It's perfect weather. Oof, that's so cold. <laughs> 41? JD, I'm, I'm a softy, man. Wow. I I I I'm a, I I has to be layered up in that. We we have a, we have we do a flag football game that we do it's called the Winter Wonderland Bowl. We do yeah. it, we do the day, the day before New Year's Eve. And I'm already looking at like the, the, like the three week forecast now. It's supposed to be like 42, and I'm like, man, I was like, we, we might have to cancel this. Like, nah, man, we got we got to play unless it snows. You know, like, unless it's like really bad weather, we we have to play it. I'm like, if I all right, I'm getting my hand warmer ready. I I got like like my three Under Armors ready to go. I'm gonna be layered up. Let's put it to do that way. Three, have, three. Well, yeah, I'll probably start with three, but then as I get warmed up throughout the game and take off, then then take, then take yeah. off. Gotcha. Man. Yeah. What did you have to so playing in this weather in this Kansas City weather? I mean, like, what was there, like a pregame thing that you did to like kind of get you get you or your body all warmed up, or you just went out there and just kind of like soaked it in? I mean, did you take you take any drinks or any any kind of like supplements that made you like warm to go out there, like a thermogenic or something? Or no, no, uh-uh. <laughs> no. I you know I would do the the old school Vaseline on the arms. You know that that helps. That works out a whole lot. They get they got this other stuff down that kind of helps warm you up. I put it like a little bit of the 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 hot stuff on. Uh but other than that, man, I'm shoot, I'm sleeveless. I'm going out there like it's like it's 85. 
41 is a beautiful day to be. It's beautiful. I'm like, shoot, that's perfect weather. That's football weather right there, baby. Yeah, it is. Weather right there, folks. So, yeah, and and, and, and I, I get, you know, sitting in the stands and stuff, I guess it's going to be a little cold. Uh, but, yeah, 41, shoot. Hey, man, we're talking about two winner teams. So, you got the Bills and you got the Chiefs. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. What do you so when you see so like I always think it's funny when like for example it was last year or two years ago we played the Seahawks it was last year when they came when uh, Metcalf and all those guys came out pregame without shirts on and stuff and they were like catching balls it was like it was like twenty degrees yeah, what, yeah. You, did did you do stuff like that not with my shirt off no it, no it's you know what it gets to a point that just mind over matter it really is you know and you do have to embrace it because you know you have to play in it for the rest of the game. You know what I mean? The whole game, it, it's not like it's going to turn sunny and twenty get up twenty <laughs> degrees at some point, right? When you It'll warm up in. eventually. Yeah. Uh, so, so what you do is, man, you, you just, you know, you just sink in, right? Go to your happy place. Be where you need to be. Hey, man, everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. But when I when if I start wearing sleeves, that's cold. Believe me, it's it's a cold game. If I wear sleeves. I'm like, it is cold. It's sucking cold out there. And it's like, you know, where you feel pins and needles in your in your skin. That's where that's where it gets cold like that. Is there any game in particular that you remember, like where a guy like that cold, where you like, ah, let's let's let's, let's layer up a little bit. Uh, Buffalo one time, I went up there and played in Buffalo. It was cold. Uh, also, uh, we we had a game against San Diego. December was cold, it was real cold. I think I, I think I remember that you you had like a you had like a long catch in that game, didn't you? I did. I scored a touchdown in the game, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get up off that ground fast enough, man. I was like, <laughs> touchdown! All the way up, you know. But you should over and get some of this heat. That's the worst part. The worst part is like your, your hands and your feet. No, when your hands and feet get cold, that then it's miserable. That's when it's miserable. Right, that's the ones like that. God, I just need to get warm on those things. Uh, but dude, I remember playing up in New York against the Giants one year, and it was like that cold rain, and it was coming down, and that's that's the worst when you're cold and you're wet. And I remember we were out there on the field. I was blocking straight hand. Blocking Stray and those guys, me and Stray over talking to each other. And we were dagging on pillow fight with each other. This dagging <laughs> like a little pillow fight. <laughs> Anybody wanted to hit? Nobody wanted to tackle? Shoot. I, I just remember, I was like, look, we need to go ahead and get this game over as soon as possible. <laughs> Seriously. Somebody's going to get hypothermia on the album right now, man. This was during your Eagles days? No, this was Chiefs. I was at the Chiefs on this one. Oh, okay. Was yeah. this the uh, was this the famous Tiki Barber run for like three hundred yards game, like that Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving game? Yeah, nobody wanted to tackle it. <laughs> Might have been if it was raining that game, that was it. That was it. I played for New York a lot, so I don't. know, But I think it might have been the one. That sucker was running everywhere, and I don't think nobody wanted to tackle that joke. <laughs> like his, his dad got his, his thigh pass probably felt like cinder blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like man, I ain't man, I hit this joker, man. I'm gonna break my hands. <laughs> hey, man, deal with that. Funny. Yeah, that's 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 the misery. I, that, you know, that that's the one where you got to you know, get the bus loaded up. Go on, get it. Hey, warm the sucker up. Get loaded up. We in and out of here. <laughs> Coach, you ain't gotta have you ain't gotta have a long speech. Hey, good game, get great game, whatever it is. Hey, hey, we lost. Hey, we will get on the field. We'll talk about we there. Take a shower. Let's get out of here. <laughs> when it gets cold like that, man. I, I think uh, in doing a lot of like the um, the images and thumbnails we've had, I think I, I have I found photos from that that game you were talking about against San Diego. That was like when that was two thousand or not, like two thousand one. That was like that was like I don't know when. It was. <laughs> although I'm saying cause based on that time period, because like that was before like you had like the compression type uh, 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 material and stuff. I'm pretty sure you were you were wearing like a, like a like a white turtleneck. 
Yeah. So we we still had the compression, but the compression wasn't gonna work, man. You needed you needed that that beat cop. <laughs> what you needed? Like a turtleneck and all that. Not, I'm like shit. I probably want a little compression. I'm like, oh, I didn't go, I didn't go cut it. No, we gonna go get go get the big guns on this one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, Alan. Hey, y'all guys. Hey, go get the boxes in the back because it's that type of day today. <laughs> you know. When you get out there, you thought you're like, Oof. you gotta, you know, you, you know, open that joke up. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So yeah, it was the it was probably the um the, the team issued uh, the one with like the little, little logo on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those. That's the ones we used to take our pictures in sometimes. Guys with turtlenecks. No, I think I think they still do that. That must be like a chief tradition because they they still do the team um with the team issued uh, turtlenecks. Do they? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I know Andy continued it. I don't, know, I don't know if they're still doing it right now, but at least like, as if a couple of years ago they were they were still doing it. But I think the um, it's not like an embroidered uh, logo on the turtleneck anymore. I think it's uh one of those like um, I don't know, like screen printed uh logos on the turtleneck now. Okay, they got they got cheap with it back then. You got you you guys had embroidered logos on the old turtleneck. Oh yeah, yeah, it's high <laughs> class right there, baby. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Something, something talks sophistication with a turtleneck on. I've been watching. I've been getting on my boy TG when he wears his little turtleneck. I'm like, look at you wearing turtlenecks now. <laughs> that looks sophisticated out there. TG man's class, class personified. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for everyone for tuning in. We had a, a, a consistent 40 people in the chat the entire time, pretty much. So it was uh, nice to have everyone's engagement uh, on this uh, preview of this Buffalo Bills game coming up this Sunday. So uh, for a little, little, our schedule rollout. So Friday night, we'll have our betting show. And then Sunday, right after the Bills and Chiefs game, we'll be right here on our YouTube channel. Yeah, come check us out, man. Appreciate everybody coming up. Hey, don't be scared. Come in and come talk to us. We open those doors up. Come come say something. Come come, come holler. We'll put y'all there. You don't have to see your face. Hey, all right? But come talk to us. Don't be scared. Yeah. We, 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 we're not gonna we're not gonna hurt we're not gonna bite we're not gonna do anything guys so just just come in and ask ask your ask away your question uh, get your concerns out there but um that does it for us we'll see you guys Friday on our betting show love you JD love you too see you brother hi everybody thanks for watching subscribe here to get the latest from the show also be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns and if you prefer to listen to the show subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.